I had to get to the point too in my head where it was for me to feel okay with doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 that's always been a hard place for me to get to. Is I need to do this for me, and by doing that, I'm also benefiting my, my family and setting it. So it all builds on top of each other. But, but, but yeah, yeah, 2016 was really when I was came for the first full year, but I was still trying to figure it all out, right? And you know, I told you about gentry, right? I, um, here I am, I'm in my 40s, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm probably the oldest dude in here. And then I look around, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm older than most, but, but I'm not the oldest one. I mean, here, here's this guy. He looks like, you know, he's, he's about to turn 60, and there's certain workouts where the, he's kicking my butt. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Matt Jennings on the podcast. Matt is an incredible example to his family, to his community, and just an, a complete inspiration. And you're going to love hearing his story. Enjoy. So my name is Matt Jennings. I am 46 years old, just turned 46. Um, been married to my wife, Sherry, beautiful wife, Sherry, for going on 22 years wow. in September. Um, have two boys, uh, Tyler, who's 18 and has been a familiar face around here. And he's going to be starting A&M in the fall. And then I've got Brandon, who is 13. And we'll be going into the eighth grade. Yeah, and you guys were all three together yesterday. Yeah, we've done that a few times in the summer, so it's been really cool to be able to work to work out with both of them. And yeah. so I got you know I have three boys and a mm-hmm. daughter, but like getting to work out with your sons has to be a pretty cool feeling. It is cool, you like know. How, yeah, give me give me some like describe that to me now that you guys are doing it together. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm proud of them, right? So it's kind of a it's it's a cool thing to be able to get them into this environment and share that with them, right? It's it's amazing how fast. Um, kids grow up and how fast they're going to start moving on and I'm at that point right now where I'm truly realizing that with Tyler you know he's we've got him in the house as a as our kid you know for another six weeks and then we drop him off and he's joining the course so we're going to drop him off and he's going to go do all that stuff and then he'll be in college and then you know we'll see him on weekends and in the summers and Christmas break and then four or five years later he's going to be doing his own thing so you know, transitioning out of that, but being able to have this time with them is a, yeah, it's, it's neat. I mean, not many people uh, are able to come and work out in a, in an environment like this with their boys. Absolutely. And they're both very athletic boys. They are. I mean, they play sports, you know, I mean, Tyler's a man, you know, he's he's about to be a freshman in college. And I think you being 46, yeah, being able, like you said, to work out with them and, and probably for the most part, really just like just to be mobile and fit and active yeah, is not the norm these days. You know, it's not as common as probably we'd like. But, you right. know, what again, just seeing that yesterday was a really cool image in my brain, you know, because yeah. I'm a dad, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, a, I'm about a decade younger than you. But also to me, that's kind of what it's about. You know, right. We get in here, we work hard. But at the end of the day, it's like, man. If I can work out with my sons, yeah, you know, at, at 46 or in beyond, mm-hmm. that's Mike Gentry is another great example of that, you know. Yeah, we can talk about Mike later on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Mike's Mike's one of those people who, you know, for me personally, was one of the as I was going through my, you know, experience and, and kind of coming through CrossFit and figuring out should I even be doing this? Can I do this? How long can I reasonably do? This? You know, I looked at Mike, but we could talk about that later. But, yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, with, with the boys, it's really about, you know, you're getting to work out with them was cool, but it's also about setting a different level of expectation or setting a different example for them. Um, uh, you know, 
like you said, that's not the norm. Hasn't been the norm historically. Maybe it's in, 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 not the norm now. But uh, when I was growing up, you know, my dad was not ever in shape. Um, uh, this this will go pretty deep, pretty fast. Don't want to do that too much. But um, you know, three out of my four grandparents didn't make it out of their sixties. Uh, my dad passed away in 2013. He was 64. Mm. Um, and in most of that is, is attributed to um, lifestyle or choices or whatever it is that, that they made when they were, when they were growing up or in, in, and then as adults. And so um, physical fitness wasn't, wasn't a big thing. That, that, that wasn't an example I had other than, you know, playing sports in high school. But I needed to break a cycle. Um, and there's, there's different points in time whenever – uh, I've tried to pick up and start to do that. Have you been fairly active your whole life? I, I mean, you were in the core, right? I was. So, yeah. I mean, what did that season look like? If well, I guess going back even to high school, like yeah. where does that start for you? So I was off and on. I mean, I was I was fitting in shape as a kid and and through high school, I played sports. I played football primarily in mm-hmm. high school, but um, you know, so that that alone would keep you. In, in some form of shape, but not because you were trying. It was just because you were you were doing that, so you were in shape by default, right? And I was never a big guy. I was a, I was always a smaller dude. Um, so you know, I always had the the wide receiver, defensive back kind of physique, right? I was lean, mm-hmm. and and uh, but um, by nature, you know, when it comes to working out and all these other kinds of things, I'm pretty lazy. Mm. Um, I'm not lazy when I get to the gym, but I'm lazy in you know, motivating myself to go do something, get up off the couch. And if I don't have something to go, to go to, yeah. right. Um, and so, you know, football practice, I had to go to football practice. So I was in shape because of that in college, I was in the core. So I was yeah. in shape because among other things I had kind of a, forced upon. Well, I'm you. A, well, also I'm kind of a smart aleck. And so, <laughs> you know, push-ups came my way frequently. <laughs> uh, but, um, so I brought that some of that on myself, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was routine. It was regimented. Um, you know, and most of that went out the window after college and getting married, and I never got big, but I got to a physique that I wasn't necessarily happy with, and um, was going the wrong direction with nutrition and everything. I never, I never got over two hundred pounds, but I was the wrong one ninety seven, one ninety eight, mm. one ninety nine. I was always squeaking at it, but um, it was it was just because of of not exercising and yeah, not you know not eating great, and so there have been times when I've started and stopped and, you know, and, and things have stuck for a little bit. And, uh, what would you say off. was kind of, it, have you, or have you ever had a wake up call or a moment when you actually thought, you know what, I need to do something different? Um, you know, it's, it, it's funny. Um, so, you know, Sherry, so, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, she's encouraged me in different ways over the years to, to try different things. And so usually she'll say, Hey, you know, so-and-so is doing this. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? And so, I don't know if there's one big wake-up call moment, but, um, you know, there was back in probably 2010 or 11, you know, she came to me one day and said, hey, some friends of ours, you know, decided they're going to run a half marathon in San Antonio. And I just kind of looked at her and didn't say anything. And she says, uh, doesn't that sound like fun? And I said, no. And just left it at that. And there was another awkward silence. And I said, should we start running? She goes, I think it would be fun. Uh. So, so, you know, stuff like that, uh, has, has kind of gotten me going, you know, even before that, 
you know, we would go and, and sign up, and, you know, knowing we needed to, to work out and get healthy. We would, we went to Gold's gym for a little bit whenever Tyler was a baby. So that, you know, it yeah. was, was way back when, I mean, uh, you know, they had a daycare so you could drop them off in there and you can go work out. So we, we did stuff like that. And then, you know, just things kind of happened where you, we went to Gold's gym for a while and things improved a little bit and, and then that fell off at some point. And then we got back into doing different stuff and, uh, but yeah, 2011, I think is, is kind of when, when we started to run and did you finish, you did the half marathon then? Yeah. So we did. So I trained for that and we did a half marathon in, in 2011. And then from there, I probably between 2011 and 13, probably ran about six or seven more of those. Wow. It was just real easy once I figured out that, okay, I can do this. And it was real easy to wake up, put on running shoes and go out the door. Now here's the thing is I, I hate running. But it was the easiest thing to get up and especially distance running. But I could get up and I can go. Well, and I, could I tell it. people once you get in running shape, it's nowhere as bad. You know, it actually right. becomes kind of mindless, and it's it, in a way it can become almost an escape, right? Yeah, I mean you're to a degree. All, you're just out there. You don't. You're disconnected. Yeah, and half marathon training wasn't bad. You know, I mean the most that you would do when you really got up in your training regimen, if you're, you know, ramping up for the race, it was. You know, nine or ten miles wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. terrible, um, but yeah, I mean, you could, you could you, escape some. Did, but did you lose weight or was yeah, that... I did. No, I lost a ton of weight. I wasn't strong, but I lost I lost weight. So I probably got down. So right now I'm about I hover in the 195 range. Um, it's a different 195 than it was, you know, yeah. even four or five years ago. It's, it's I think it's a different makeup, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I probably got down into the mid 180s just running. Um, but that's all I was doing. Um, and so you, you, you eat a little bit better as a result most of the time, you know, sometimes though you're running so much, all you want is calories when you get back and, yeah. but, but for the most part, yeah, I lost weight. Um, that wasn't the point though, but, but I did. And so I kind of enjoyed the challenge of it. And so, you know, the, the, like I said, I'm kind of lazy, so I need an excuse sometimes to go, to go do How'd you to, find to the motivation stuff. to keep going? I would, I, well, I knew it was working. And so I would pay for an event and sign up for it. And knowing that that was on the horizon, it would give me a, you know, yeah. something to train for. I think, for, I think to it's pretty for. interesting that you kind of say at the beginning, like I am a lazy person in this in this area, but yeah. yet you've managed to somehow be doing something. Something for the most part. And I part. think there's a message in that for people who would probably say, "Hey, I'm a lazy person in this area. I don't work out." But yeah. they're they're opposite. They're not doing half marathons, and they're not right. having a membership to the gym. They're not, you know playing sports like you said you were in high school right. or in the core doing push-ups yeah so but still i always had in the back of my mind though that look you know i've got i've always known i needed to break this cycle right i need i needed to break mm-hmm. being overweight i needed to break heart disease i needed to break diabetes i needed to break all these things that, are those things that have been present in your family history yeah, yeah. so you, you've been mindful of that your whole life i have but you know but but always knowing i wasn't at that point you know i could look at i could look at others and say well i'm not there but still, I wasn't necessarily healthy all the time. So, um, yeah. So, so we started to do the running stuff, and and you know, I did that for a while. But again, I didn't really like it. So, um, early in, I finished the BCS half marathon. I, I did that in 2012, and then I said, you know what? And I, I'd run some other ones and, and got to a goal time that I thought, you know, if I hit this, then I need to figure out the next thing. So I did that. I hit a certain time. I think it was an hour 45 and a half marathon. That's awesome. Um, you know, perfect conditions, you know, flat, but I, I, I hit it. Right. So I said, okay, what's next? So I said, you know what? I may as well just go ahead and try a marathon. So I made that decision 
early in 2013, didn't tell anybody at first because I was like, well, if, if I back out, I don't have any, you know, no oh, accountability. I know that. I've done that. <laughs> but, but, I, but I eventually told my wife, I said, hey, I think I'm going to run the BCS marathon in December. So this would be January or February of 2013. And so I had a, a full year to think about it and kind of get ramped up. Um, that was also the year. So uh, in June of 2013 was when I turned 40. So those were just kind of landmark things. Like, okay, I've, I've, I've hit my time that I wanted two and a half. I sign up for the thing. I'm turning for the full marathon. I'm turning 40. Um, and then in, um, in the spring of, of 2013 is when my dad passed away. Mm. And, you know, that hit hard. And so, um, and it was sudden. Um, and running and physical activity was kind of a way for me to escape a little bit. It was therapeutic. Um, you know, especially when you got into those long runs and the, started to do that in the summer and in the early fall, it was almost kind of punishing, but it, it, in, in a weird way, it's almost, yeah. it, it worked. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so I ran the, I ran that marathon and, and, uh, at the end of 2013 and how, how did that one go? It went great. You know, um, I wanted to go sub four and I, and I did by like two or three minutes, something like wow. that. So I, so I did sub four. It was perfect weather. It was, you know, I think it only... I don't think it got out of the out of out of the thirties that day. Wow! Which, which cold and long distance is perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no wind. No wind. You know, thirty-eight degrees is my yeah. jam. You yep. know, it was, and just it was right perfect, about there. Just, oh, that's awesome. So, so after yeah. that, was yeah. So, it, so after that, I, you know, I kind of went. Oh, that was that. Um, didn't necessarily want to do it again. Right, the training for marathons. I, I know you've run them. Is mm-hmm. that's the bear is training for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Sherry then she decided she was going to do the one in 2014. So I did another. I did the half that year, but I didn't do much other running. I just kind of took a lot of time off, and then I just did just enough to get ready to run a half marathon and in 2014. And that was really the last race that I ran. I I was done with it. Um, and yeah, so that's when I basically stopped doing distance running. It was messing with my knees, my hips were messed up, and you know it just wasn't wasn't working. Anymore. Plus, like I said before, I didn't like it. So you had a really good base in, we'll call it conditioning or yeah. endurance, because mm-hmm. you ran so many half marathons and you ran a full marathon. And I think come you know for some people, because eventually, obviously, we'll go into CrossFit. But when right. you come into CrossFit with this base of endurance, whether that's physical base or just mental base, like right. what I mean by that is there's the physical base of endurance that you could go out and run for an hour and a half and not like it'd be okay or an hour. Right. Right. And, and you then, know, if you train enough, you yes. can go do it. Yeah. And then there's a the no mental base that tells you basically that working out for an hour and a half at a steady heart rate is fine. Right. And knowing that in your head. And I think when you get in a CrossFit and you look at a workout and you're like, 12 minutes? Like, yeah, whatever, right? This is nothing, you know. <laughs> but what CrossFit does that running doesn't is just jacks your heart rate up yeah. and intensity through right. the roof, even it's in different. your runs. It yeah. is. And so, but I, but I always have told people because I did marathon, I did my first half in 06, mm-hmm. and then I did another half in 07, and then I did my four fulls in 08 with uh, half Ironman in 09. And then uh, an ultra marathon in 12. And so what I tell people is having the base of endurance actually has made CrossFit more manageable. It makes you approach it differently. when Yes. Well, you look at like I like the long workouts because I can pace those better. Mm -hmm. I hate 
the short workouts, like two to three minute workouts, I just despise because it gets me really uncomfortable, you yeah. know? And I think it kind of goes back to the, like when you have this endurance, but you had that. So is that after that last marathon, is that when you started CrossFit or? So, um, no, well, there's a little bit of time gap there. So, so I finished the, I did that marathon and and at the end of 2013, I did that last half marathon in 2014. But again, I just went through the paces on, went through the motions really on that one. Wasn't worried about time, just mm-hmm. just ran it. Um, but in, but then I took, I went downhill as far as fitness goes for a couple of years. I went, you know, everything that I had done kind of went out the window because I just didn't want to run anymore. Um, but that's when the CrossFit journey kind of started. I mean, we talk about me being able to work out with my kids, but um, in large part, I'm working out because of them, because of because so you may remember this. You did this summer training program. It was mainly for high schoolers. You yes. did it at Brian CrossFit. Yes. And Tyler was going into the seventh grade. And so we've done this with both the boys is we wanted them, knowing they're going into seventh grade and they were going to play sports. And the main thing they play in middle school is football. That's the main team sport they play besides basketball. Um, but we didn't want our boys to go into a weight room with two coaches and 80 kids. We wanted them to be safe. So we wanted them to learn how to lift, wanted them to learn how to do stuff correctly. So Sherry talked to you, found out about this yep. thing that you were doing um, in the summer. Yep. And we put Tyler in that. And so that was our introduction really to your gyms Yeah, um, and what that could look like. And then after that, Tyler transitioned and he started doing personal training with Michael Strait. Yes. So that was, that was what, 2014? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and then, you know, that worked out great for him, gave him a lot of confidence. I saw what it did for him. I was like, you know, this is, this is pretty cool. And somewhere in that time frame too, Sherry was doing personal training. She was coming in the mornings. She was working out. I remember that. Um, yeah. I don't remember who it was she was working out with, but it was, oh yes. Um, you'll think of it later. Yes. Maybe Amy, but <laughs> maybe so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sherry started doing that. Was like, you know, it, but all along I've always thought, you know, what, what they do over there is something I could probably relate to. It was Christina. To. She was training Christina. Christina was phenomenal, by the way. She ended up moving up to uh, Northwest. That's her name, Uh, yeah. But yeah, Christina. Yeah. Okay. So Sherry did that. Tyler was working out with Michael. Um, And and all along the back of my head, I was thinking, you know, there's something to this I think I could could get on board with. But it didn't have the – there was nothing to push me over the edge. So – and that was a period of time when you were kind of what we're calling your like – Yeah, I was in my – Wilderness, fitness wilderness. I was in a lull. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was getting flabby again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just out of shape. And, and so, um, so 2015 is really when I guess I kind of started my college station CrossFit personal sort of journey. And it early on, it was kind of like that. Again, this would be at Sherry's encouragement, right? She said, Hey, I talked to Charlie kind of the same thing. Hey, I talked to our friends who were going to run a half marathon. I do remember that. Hey, I talked to Charlie and, um, what do you think about going up and doing an intro, an intro to CrossFit session he's going to hook us up with a trainer we're going to do an intro and we'll do it together it'll be fun you know she likes to use it i looked at her i said i said what are we going to do she said, well we're going to learn how to lift and i said i said i played football in high school i said i know how to lift you you take a weight off the ground and you push it upwards i mean i know how to lift she goes you don't know what you don't know and you know and then we got and so i said fine we'll go right yes it does sound like fun so sherry got my my rear end in here and we worked out did an intro to CrossFit in the PT studio with Isaac. Isaac, yes. Like right before he left. And so 
we did two or three sessions and then he was trying to get us to learn all these different movements. And I remember doing, and I still don't do them now just because they mess with me, but we did ring dips and I got on there and you'll remember this. I hit, I, I got, I did something to where I got the tension headache Yep, and it ended me. Um, and it turned into one of the worst migraines I've ever had in my life. And so we went home and I said, enough of that, you know, and Sherry was worried about me. She's, she's a yeah. nurse, trauma yeah. nurse. And so, you know, nurses know too much sometimes when it comes <laughs> to that stuff. And she's asking me questions like, is this the worst headache you've ever had in your life? I'm like, yes. I said, just turn off the lights and leave me alone. So I went to the doctor and, and, and the, you know, told him what I was doing. And, and he says, well, you should probably not do CrossFit. And I said, okay. So I went back and I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I think I can still do this, but, um, you know, the doctor says don't do it. I don't want to get these headaches anymore. I'd experienced that before at Gold's way back when, when I was overdoing it. Um, and I just, so I took a couple of months and just didn't do anything again, but I wasn't doing anything. And so I contacted you again and said, hey, I think I want to try to do this again, but I've got this limitation. Um, what do you think? And at the same time, Brandon, my younger one, 13 now, was with his baseball team. Again, again, you set this up with his coach, his baseball coach at the time. And his team came in, and they were doing fall workouts. Yep. And so they were doing them twice a week in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? i got to bring him up here anyway. And we, and we set, set it up to where I worked out with Matt Haynes. Yep. And um, – he, he was probably, you know, God puts different people in your paths at different times for different purposes. And so you obviously, and then he, I think, was were the right people at the right time to get me moving in the right direction. He was the perfect trainer at the time. Mm. And so while the baseball team was out doing their thing, I was in the PT studio working out with Matt. And, um, you know, you briefed him on the headaches and you know yeah. hey if, if, if he if he even starts to complain or you know there were signs i think you could realize if i pinched my nose yeah. or kind of sh- act like i was shaking the cobwebs out you know hey shut him down so he we baby stepped it mm-hmm. we did that probably five weeks something like that twice a week for five mm-hmm. weeks and just 10 workouts and it got to the point where towards the end of it he said okay we, we did a workout and he said okay now come out here and look at this and he took me out to the whiteboard and he said look you just did the same workout that all of the people in the CrossFit classes did. And you're not at the top. He says, but you're not at the bottom. He said, you're right in the middle. Hmm. He says, do you realize that? And I said, well, I do now. That's awesome. But the goal all along was to move into the CrossFit classes. So that got me, you know, to where I had more confidence in that, okay, you know what? I can do this. I just have to be smart about it. So that was... Yeah, that was in the fall and of 2015. And you went through, because I remember conversations, you went through a few more of those headaches that were pretty pretty challenge, big challenges. Well, well they, I, I never had another one like I had that, that one day, but I could feel them coming on. And every, I, I did get them a few times. And I, it was just, I think, honestly, you know, I had no strength in my back and in my shoulders. And, um, and so doing certain things would just set it off, right? It, was, it, was, it would just trigger them. Um, how did you go from that first evening when you had the, the worst headache of your life yeah. to actually want to come back, right, and, and try it again? Because I think sometimes, and, and call it a headache or call it a, a injury or call it a, a bad experience, you yeah. know, so many people, like, they, they don't go, and you've 
not only seen a tremendous results personally, but now like the fruit of being able to work out with your kids yeah. and yeah. all the benefits because there's something in that like when giving it a second chance is kind of yeah. what you did. Yeah, and you know you have to realize and, and after. Well, you know, again, there's something in there that just said, you know what, there's something to this that I think that I could, I could get on board with. You know, I, there was, there was the, the part of it where, you know, this goes back to the laziness. It's not, I'm not lazy when I get here. I'm not lazy when the workout starts, but I'm not going to, I need to show up to something. I know that about myself. I, I, I want to show up to something, almost like an appointment. Um, I want somebody else to figure out what I'm going to do for me, you know, um, we all know how to do certain things. So if you go to the gym, you know, you're going to goals, I would do the same six or seven things that we did in the, in the, in the, in the gym at, at high school, right? You do the stuff that you know. You don't know about even certain movements or why you should do them or how you should integrate them with other things. You don't know any of that stuff. I'm not an expert in working out. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, the people here are. So I want somebody else to, to plan it for me. I want somebody else to tell me if I'm doing it correctly or if I'm doing it incorrectly. I want somebody else to fix my form. I want somebody else's advice if I need to modify something. Um, and so I knew that about myself, and I knew that that was here. I also knew that I wasn't going to get up off my rear end and start running again. And so how many more options do you have besides going back to Gold's or going somewhere else and just you know, trying to figure it out on your own? Did you have uh, at that time... Like when you say, again, going back, I think the, the great statement that you're making is I'm lazy and I'm over here like, you're like the opposite of lazy because <laughs> you're here all the time. But like, do you have like something to offset that on a daily basis? In other words, like, it, like how do you keep showing up even though you claim to think that, you know, if it was by default for you, you would probably yeah. not do anything. So like, do you, is it a trick that you do? Like put my gym bag in my car? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean... It's, it's something that over, so I really had to think, I have to think back about it. I mean, now it's just such a habit um, that I just don't feel right if I don't work out, you know, several times, you know, I, I, physically I have to rest a little bit, especially at 46. Right. I got to work some, when you do certain workouts, there's just the next day you can hardly mm-hmm. move sometimes. And that's, that's a good and bad feeling. Yeah. But going back, you know, if I think about 2016, I really had to try to figure out the whys and the hows and what, what was my motivation. And so that that whole year was kind of like trying to figure out, you know, my place in the CrossFit gym. And, and what is that? Did you come to those conclusions? So it took, it, it took time. And, and really, it just I had to just convince myself to keep showing up. Um, again, I treat it kind of like an appointment. You know, I look at, I look at holes in my week. Everybody's got, when you're working, I mean, you've, there's just sometimes when you can't come, right? When you got your, your own personal activities or your family's activities or work takes you away or whatever you got to do. Or you're stuck in the office. There's some days where you can't do that. But I would look at places on my calendar and just almost schedule it like an appointment, whether I did it at lunch or whether I did it after work or whatever I had to do. Um, and that's kind of the trick for me is to schedule it. That was yeah. That, that's what uh, I needed to do. You know, it, it, but, but again, knowing I needed to do it, go back to I got a cycle to break. You know, I'm the only one who can break this. I have to do this. I need to do this, and I need to. I had to get to the point too in my head where it was for me to feel okay with doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 that's always been a hard place for me to get to is I need to do this for me. And by doing that, I'm also benefiting my, my family and setting it. So it all builds on top of each other. But, but, but yeah, yeah. 2016 was really when I was came for the first full year, but I was still trying to figure it all out. Right. And, you know, I told you about gentry, right. I, 
um, here I am, I'm in my forties and I'm thinking, you know, I'm probably the oldest dude in here. And then I look around, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm older than most, but, but I'm not the oldest one. I mean, here's, here's this guy. He looks like, you know, he's, he's about to turn 60 and there's certain workouts where the, he's kicking my butt. Yep. And I'm like, and how is he doing this? What's the magic sauce? I'm like, and, and then I realized there is no magic sauce. He's showing up and he's doing it. Um, so guys like Mike and guys like, you know, John Webb and there's, there's, there's others who, um, who work out of thinking, you know, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. There's no reason I can't do it. You know, those were, those were kind of big moments for me. I also remember Matt, maybe you do remember this, but I remember doing a workout with you. I think it was a noon class probably about a year ago now, but it was truly what made me want to interview on the podcast because you were doing handstand pushups. And I just remember thinking to myself, (laughs) like I'm looking over, I'm like, man, that's so cool. You know, like again, you've got two grown boys (laughs) and you know, you're, I mean, again, just like, I don't, I don't envision you as old, like, cause we're very similar in age, but you're a little older than me. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, and I remembered kind of the headaches and kind of where you started Yeah, and you're just kicking up on the wall, like nothing. And it was, it was hot. So it was probably last summer. And I remember just thinking that is so stinking cool is you're just over there repping out handstand pushups. Well, so. it, it, it took a while to get to that point. And, and then a lot of that's, you know, building confidence in yourself, right? It's building confidence in your ability and, um, and, and trying something different, pushing yourself maybe a little bit further than you thought you could and just trying. I mean, there's no, there's no failure in trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, and people here aren't going to, you know, downplay you try. If, if you, if you mess up big deal, or if you can't do it, so what? Um, but you don't know unless you try it. So, That's right. I mean, the handstand pushups, but you know, but again, it all kind of came from, you know, you have to scale it down. You have to try one thing. And then as you get better at it, you, you build on that. And there's, there's a lot of stuff when, in 2016 that I couldn't do, you know, and then stuff I would look at and say, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do that. I still do that some with a, a couple of things that is, you know, that's more being realistic about certain things, but you know, I couldn't do pull-ups like any, um, again, I had no strength in my back or, you know, I couldn't do any and, you know, handstand pushups. I saw you, you, you brought somebody, you were personal training them one time and I'm standing in the, in the gym and, and you make this dude kick up and do a handstand and then you're making him do handstand pushups. I'm thinking that's nuts. Maybe it Rob Crowley. It may have been, <laughs> it may have been, but you know, but it, but he kind of looked at you like I would have looked at you and went, I can't do that. And you went, yes, you can get up. And, and he did them. And so, um, you know, at, at some point I, I tried it you know, I did it with two ab mats and, you know, I wasn't going very far down, but I did it. Um, and then, you know, progressed down to just doing one ab mat and then progressing to where I could do it with the ab mat with a couple of plates on the side. So that it's, it's almost like a regular. Yeah. And so, it, just over time and I can do pull-ups now and you know, yeah. not a ton, but I can do them. And so it's, you know, you just have to kind of continue to monitor yourself, know your own body, know what you can do and, make small little changes so that you can incrementally get stronger and better and have better technique. And one of the things that I think there's, there's people out there who've never done CrossFit <clears throat> and a big concern is getting hurt, yeah. right? I mean, that's one of the biggest things. And, and, and I think even you can answer this question, not just for those people, but even for people who are in the gym getting yeah. started. Yeah. You're right. Being 46 is not being 35 or 25, you know, yeah. or 15. And so, right. At 46, what are some of your, we'll call it like your, your, your methods of mm-hmm. preventing injury? So I think when you get into an environment like this, it's re- it could be real easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing. 
you know um when you've got a bunch of people like kyle and josh and people who look like them and you're working out with those guys and, and those gals and they're strong um it's really easy to get caught up in well you know they're just going to beat me but or I, I can never do what those guys are doing or what those gals are doing but at 46 i realized it doesn't matter what they're doing i'm not coming here to do their workout i'm coming here to do my workout and what's written on the board and that that's one of the great things that these coaches preach every single workout is look this is rx but you can do this movement instead or you can scale it down this way and there's no um disgrace there's no shame in scaling scaling is smart and it's it's your workout it's my workout it's not theirs so if they want to rx it and that's their goals and they're strong enough and and fit enough and have the ability to do that good on them but you know that's not why i'm here i'm here to do my workout um and what i deem as a success or what i deem as a successful class or workout is different than them and, and that's, the bigger win and is being fine. able to come back tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. And, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing smart about getting out there and hurting myself or about wearing myself to the point, you know, wear my body down to the point where I can't, you know, walk the next day. That's silly. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that, in that, uh, mindset, do you still, because I feel like in that mindset, you're still making progress. Absolutely. And so how do you make progress and still be mindful to not get hurt. You, you, you have to, you have to be able to set baselines, right? And certain things. And, um, I'd say it, if it, you, when you're first getting into it and you're first starting to set those baselines, being conservative is fine because you can always come back the next time and increase it or try it, try something different, right? You're still going to get a good workout you're still making like you said you're still making progress you're still leaving the day you know better than you woke up after you you know after you've left the gym so regardless of what you've done or what intensity that you've done or what weight that you've lifted um it's really irrelevant as long as you're kind of keeping track of that somewhat and keeping that baseline in mind and and just pushing yourself a little bit um, and being responsible doing it. So now that you are kind of coming with your boys and you're yeah. pretty much very consistent, Sherry, has she kind of shown a lot of compliments your way? Does she kind of comment on that? Or is that on occasion? <laughs> I mean, on occasion. Um, yeah, I mean, she really kind of got, I mean, she was a very big encourager in getting you started. Yeah. And, I, and for you now to be so into it, we'll call yeah. it, you know, yeah, is a pretty cool deal. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I look different. I'm not going to say, I've told you this before. I mean, if I'm just walking around in regular street clothes, I mean, nobody's going to be turning their heads and going, Hey, you know, there's none of that. But, um, but I notice a difference, you know, yeah. and, and I think, you know, I know that she notices a difference and, and I think appreciates that, that I'm not going to hopefully, you know, be in the same spot. Um, yeah. As, well, it is, sounds like it's become a great, uh, method to offset your late late quote laziness right (laughs) because now you have structure you know what you said earlier you like to not have to think about what you're going to do that's exactly right you You like a coach you like having you know a class time and not having to think when you get here you just show up you just show up so yeah so so again it's it's counterintuitive right you know when you get here you're anything but lazy i mean you you work your tail off right but that's the part that's the good part about being in that environment because it's an encouraging environment. Everybody's going through it together. 
Um, you know, yesterday's workout was zero fun, but I was in there doing it with both my boys and everybody in there was, you know, not having a good day. And, and how hot cool, and, whether they said this or not, how cool would it be to be their age and doing that, you know, again, like you said, zero fun workout, right. but to look over and see your, your dad, you know, I, I hope mean, they look back. I mean, I, I, I doubt they, I doubt they really think too much about that you at can't. the moment. It's you know? impossible for them to truly understand. Yeah. I do. Cause I'm 37. Right. And I can, I can appreciate it from both angles. Right. Because yeah. I'm, I can remember being that age, mm-hmm. but I also can see where you're at and kind of think how cool it is to be you in that sense. That's why it was really nostalgic feeling for right. me to see you guys yesterday. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll think about it later. Yeah. Um, like, be, oh be, yeah, 10 be, years, 15, 20 years from now when they're dads and they're get their boys and it's yeah. like, man, <laughs> 90 burpees, 180 kettlebell swings, <laughs> all those double unders. But so I guess this will lead into a final question. Right. So um, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. You've yeah. kind of seen us really promote that statement in the gym because we believe that we're doing more than working out around here. It's right. truly helping people become better versions of themselves through working out, right? right. So how's that true for you? Um, what does that statement mean to you? Kind of expand as much as you want or as little as you want on that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a deep that's one of those deep diving kind of questions, right? It's easy on the surface, but it means it probably means something different to to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, doing this has has helped me in, in in more ways than just being you know more physically fit and you know I think you know, maybe looking better than I than I did before. It's 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 deeper than that. Again, it's being able to set an example for my kids it's being able to um i don't know maybe help other people who you know when i look at somebody like mike gentry or john webb and they're in there doing that you know um maybe i'm hopefully helping to show other people that they can do it too um so i think it i think it is one of these things that perpetuates not only your life in different aspects. I mean, I realize that I can do more than I think maybe at my job because I can do more than I think I can do when I show up here. I can, I can do more to uh, be a better husband, to be a better father in, in, uh, in different aspects of my life. Um, if you just put in the effort um, and, you, and you work hard, um, you know, the results will show up. So I think that's true in the gym. I think that's true in your life. And, and maybe you know, if, uh, if it can act as an example for one other person or somebody else who, if they listen to this or, or whatever else, knows that, you know, yeah, maybe I'm up there doing handstand push-ups now and, and doing other you know, double-unders or whatever else I can do. Um, I couldn't just a couple of years ago. Um, and so it doesn't take a lot. It just takes that you need to show up. And, and if you continue to do those things, I think, you know, one of the biggest parts of life and one of the biggest battles especially if you if you you know have obstacles whether the mental or otherwise is you know half the battle is showing up um if you can just get to that point here um you know the gym kind of takes care of the rest um but that's that, that that's that's what i think about it thank you for tuning in today don't forget to subscribe to the building better people podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.